my style, I feel like I wanted to be sexier when I was yeah. pregnant. I don't know why, but it was the first time. <laughs> it's so great because when you go to brunch too, yeah. you don't worry no, about because no, like, you don't sucking feel in. You're just like, like let it all out. It was out. the first You're time for like... me that like I had like like I was like voluptuous. I felt like a woman, and like I know it sounds weird. <laughs> it sounds really. Weird. I felt like a woman. Hi, I'm Ariel Charnas, and this is In House, my podcast about all the happenings in my life. Whether it's fashion, entrepreneurship, marriage, or mom life, you'll hear it all right here on In-House. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of In-House with me, Arielle Charnas. And for the first time, we are live in person and even with an audience of a small group of my followers. We want to take a moment to thank a pee in the pod for hosting us today. I'm excited to introduce two incredible women and moms from the Something Navy product team. First up, we have Nicole Pizer, who is the VP of Product Development and mother of two young girls. From New York, Nicole oversees the creation and production of a collection, from working with the factories to meeting deadlines, and then working with our Something Navy teams to getting that product to you. And then we have Sarah Finkelstein, our VP of Merchandising, and mother to her one-and-a-half-year-old daughter, Shay, who recently developed the love of dressing and styling herself. At Something Navy, Sarah is responsible for leading the merchandising strategy for seasonal collections, including working with me and the design team to ensure the collection of pieces are what you're all looking for. In honor of International Women's Month, I'm looking forward to chatting with the two of them about motherhood, their career path, the balance of being working moms, and the supportive women in our lives. So let's start off with your background. So Sarah, let's talk about how we first met and how you came to Something Navy. I had been at Nottam for about a year and a half, two years, and we were doing a partnership with you. Yeah. And um, literally, like the two nights before, whenever it was, Matt has me go into the office or into the store to greet you. And I didn't she actually realize- She pretended she worked in the store and not- I didn't pretend I worked, but <laughs> I didn't realize until Matt's podcast that you thought I worked at the yeah, store the whole time. But like and you would assume you're like check out this sweater, yeah, look no, at this color. I was wearing this like Bruce Springsteen Everyone wears band many roles, as yeah. you can see. <laughs> yeah, and um, would have been so unprofessional if that's what I was wearing. Agree, <laughs> but I went in there and you were trying to like navigate the store. I was supposed to like show you around a little bit, and there was that. Remember that like cloud. virtual reality yeah. cloud yeah. thing? I you went in and and I, I couldn't know. I, I didn't <laughs> you know. Like she wasn't it. supposed to do that. <laughs> I was like, wait, someone help her with this. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it was literally, um, it was from that moment that we connected. And then later on, when you were going to launch your own brand, I just had to do it. Yeah. yeah. It, I had to be part of it. And I feel like when I first came in, we we were talking and it felt like I was just like hanging out with a friend and I had just met her. And I was like, this yeah. is weird. Like, I really like her. <laughs> and then after I left, that's when Matt, who is the founder and CEO of Nottam, reached out to me and that's how we came together. Yeah. And then Sarah was like, I'm definitely joining that team. Yeah. But Nicole, what about you? Well, it's funny because so I, my husband knows Brandon from college and he had reached out to him and was like, Are, is something Navy hiring for a production person? Because I saw that you were growing the team and I was like, I need to be a part of that. <laughs> um, but I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, so he put me in touch with everybody with a Nottam email address. And at the time, I didn't understand the connection. So I was like, what am I interviewing for? Like, I really am so confused. <laughs> so I went to the office. It was the Nottam address. I walked in. I was meeting with the Nottam CFO. 
And I was like, what, again, what company am I interviewing for? Like, I'm so confused. Um, but then at the end of my interview, he was like, let me show you around the office. And I remember you and Nikki, you were all, and Anna, you were all sitting there chatting. And I was like, just seems so nice and pleasant and everyone just getting along. Like, I want to be here. I remember what you were wearing too when you came so in. Do I. Like I, I have this flashback of, of just her seeing you through the door. Yeah. I saw. I remember. Well, like, for context, I was ten weeks postpartum, <laughs> so nothing fit me, and I was like, "Oh my god, what am I gonna wear?" I'm like, I can't explain. Like I, what I, was I looked, it? What did you wear? Black. It was well, like a Ghani so leopard dress. Right? My first day, I wore oh. a Ghani leopard. <laughs> oh, okay. But then I wore actually Ghani also the denim like puff sleeve dress when I came for my interview, and I remember thinking this is two sizes too small. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time but um yeah and since then that was october 20 or 2019 and here we are so why don't why don't we tell everyone what it, exactly you do in your roles yeah so for me i think the easiest way to think about it is thinking backwards um so everything before the product launches is pretty much us so finding the factories to work with working on the costing of it the fabrics, working with our designer Junko and May um, to really make sure that the designs are right for something navy and then just bringing it to life. And then Sarah and her team. Yeah. So it's basically, it, it's very interchangeable. But yeah. the way I kind of like to think about it without getting too technical into everything is it's kind of like a combination of an art and a science where you have a lot of data from you know, from the marketing team, the e-com team, and that empowers us to know who our customer is, um, you know, who they are, where they're shopping, how old they are, where, you know, all of that stuff. But then the art part of it is really the fun part that we all get to do where we sit in a room, we're literally, you know, looking at tears, like putting things together, making sure that whatever we're putting together and whatever we're delivering is appropriate in the trends and also what um, you guys want. Yeah, what what you guys want and also hopefully what our future customer wants too. What are some of the challenges we've faced in both roles? Yeah, so I think um, probably the number one challenge would be COVID um, just in terms of Factories. we started October 2019. I was in China January 2020 and I remember coming back and saying, we're going to have a problem launching in April. And everyone, Bailey's nodding because she was there. We were like, no, we're not. Uh, I was ordering toilet paper. And Bailey was like, you're We were like, why are you ordering crazy. toilet paper? You're like, you're really intense. She's like, you're an alarmist. Yeah, we had no toilet paper. Yeah. And I remember saying, like, I just think we're going to have a problem. And Matt was like, they'll never shut New York City schools. Fast forward, here we are, um, March, and everything locks down. So, I mean, for me, we were just trying to navigate with all these factories. How do we still deliver this product and get it here? I mean, we did it a couple of months late, but nothing fell out. So in the end, we made it through, but it was definitely a challenge. And I'd say the biggest challenge from my end, too, is I'm such a visual person, as are you. And not being able to be in person to see the product, feel it, and try, on. try it on, because that's such a big Everything, part of yeah. what 
we did in the beginning before COVID. We started working in this very untraditional way where I would literally just like go in the room and get undressed in front of all of them and just throw on different things. Yeah. Yeah, The first time we're like, oh, okay. The factory, (laughs) they'd ship to Jade, who's our tech designer. She would measure it. We'd ship it to Ariel. She would try it on. She'd send it to our designer, Junko, who would then like hone in on any of the details. Then they would ship it back to the office. When it was okay, somebody would like go in the office, dress in a hazmat suit, get the samples. (laughs) It was was crazy. <laughs> really it was crazy. so intense. And then through everything, like we'd like yeah. through the screen, be like, all right, can you step up a little bit closer? closer. Wait, can Blurry. you like yeah, yeah, can you angle the camera this way? Is it too short? Is it too long? Yeah. Like is that green more pear or lime? Yeah. Can't tell. <laughs> we did I think we did a pretty good job yeah, with the circumstances. We all in really all, like we really mm-hmm. learned to acclimate to working from home yeah. and dealing with all of these challenges. Yeah. But um yeah, from a factory standpoint, I would because we're global every day, you know, so I would be like Okay, things are good in Turkey. Let's move from China to Turkey. Right. Then the next day, Turkey, things are not good. Let's move it from Turkey to India. Okay, then things, the wave hits India. So where do we move it to now? But at the same time, you want to be sensitive because you don't want to take away abandon from their business. Yeah. Um, so we have to give them something else in exchange. So it's a, a little bit of a nuance here. What What would you guys say have been our biggest successes? Launching the brand in general. Yeah, right? of course. And, um, I remember that day a bunch of us went to your house in the Hamptons and just sitting there and like seeing this, the styles go one at a time. It's like, okay, the yeah. Bailey top's out. The Anna top's out. Yep. Yeah. Sydney's done. Um, oh my God, do you remember that? Was that July? Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was It was right before I went on maternity leave. We all was, like, sat outside day. and we yeah. put all of our laptops on the table and we still, we wore masks. Right. <laughs> Right. And we just watched as everything. It was crazy. But what we were saying before is so the two of us and our teams come from very traditional retail backgrounds. And so when you come to something Navy and it's this hybrid of media and social and partnerships and how do you integrate these backgrounds that we have with that and make it relevant? And I think you know, like that was one of the moments where we were all sitting there watching these sales that were like, and it's like, how do you course right. correct when you buy something for the entire month and then it's sold out in, in the first minutes. day? Like, yeah. what do you do after that? And that's something you would never see at a traditional retailer where even like the biggest brands, they don't sell out in two minutes and 30 seconds like that. And you guys have experience. I mean, you've worked at retailers yeah, and yeah. Right. brands, so you know. And that, I mean, it's just a, a very different thing. So it was exciting. And I think the biggest success too is when you see people wearing the clothes like in the wild we actually oh, we have it SN in the wild and in our group chat <laughs> you guys don't know but Ariel might like take a picture of you without you I mean yeah I don't know if I should That's say that best, but though. it's also nice when they don't know like right. there have been moments where people don't know like me or the brand and they're just wearing it. And I'm like, oh yeah. my God, that's so cool. Yeah. We'll all take pictures at brunch, like really discreet, like right. selfies, like but like zoomed in to yeah. something. Yeah. I was at dinner last weekend and I saw someone in our fringe jacket. I started, I'm like, oh my God, there it is. And my There's husband knows. Delphine. He's like, okay, just move to the left to make it seem like it's, it's like, like you get a lot of <laughs> like yeah, maybe in the wild. I yeah. see a lot. And also on Instagram, if I see someone put something on their story and someone's wearing it, I screenshot it and send it to the group. <laughs> Like random people from all walks of life, but yeah, so yeah, cool. I mean, so we're total creeps, but <laughs> it's also great, like when you're wearing it and people yeah. compliment you and yes. they're like, oh my god, I love your top. Like this whole weekend, I was wearing Bailey all something and I were navy. Just talking about it. Yeah, like I was wearing the dress, I was wearing all the linen oh my stuff because I was in Miami. Amazing. Yeah, and I mean, it was it was perfect. It's just such a satisfying feeling to say that you're wearing 
the thing that you work so hard on with all the challenges that we go through right. on a and weekly every basis. Step, like you know right. the process to make a piece. So you're to like, see oh, it. yeah. If right. someone loves it, you're like, it was supposed to be two inches longer. Yeah. Yeah. Sleeve, but, but, it, like, but it's fine. Right. It looks good. Yeah. I mean, it's even the same thing with the packaging, right? So when people will send pictures and they'll, it will just be in the bag. I'm like, oh my God, that poly bag, the font is off. I'm like, <laughs> they're like what are you saying? It's <laughs> like, don't tell anyone. Yeah. <laughs> So, Sarah, your goal is to make sure the collection pieces are what our customer wants. So can you explain the process when working on new collections? I mean, I think it's, you know, first determining when we want to launch something. Um, You know, like I was saying before with like the art and the science, it's really a balance. Like there's so much that's really just, you know, getting an actual sense of what our customer is going to wear, who our traditional customer is, and not alienating them, but also making sure that we have something for that new customer that wants to come in. So it's really, you know, we lean on a lot of the analytics, but we also use our own team. Like, yeah, our own team. Like, we have such a diverse group of women with yep. different styles. We even had that, remember that Venn diagram that we had oh, in the beginning yeah. where it was like the Kate, the Shelby, yeah. and like <laughs> the people in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of like, you know, I, I hate to say that it can be kind of subjective sometimes, but we rely a lot on our own experiences. Like when we were pregnant, what would we wear? What right. did right. we feel empowered by wearing? And How- that was a huge thing for our P in the Pod collaboration. Like I remember, I mean, it was still during COVID, but you guys sent me all the product and I tried everything on and I was like, this is what I would go out and buy and I want right. it in black and I want it in navy. And I feel like that was, I mean, it goes towards something navy as well but with all of our collaborators i feel like it's very much based on what we as women yeah. you know during pregnancy postpartum whatever it may be like would gravitate towards right and i think what makes the line unique is even though it's obviously based on what you would wear and your vision our team which is not the forward facing team and we have a team of i think 9 now across everyone everyone is so different so taking things that maybe say junko would wear if she right. was pregnant that maybe you or I wouldn't like, wear. What could we all yeah. settle on? Right. Yeah. And, and it's like, things like even, you know, like we were all watching the Oscars last night and there were th- like that first beginning scene with the lime green yeah. um, tennis court. Like we would be sending that to each other, like love this green. Like how do we have that coming? In <laughs> and our also like, collection? yes, we nailed it because we have that coming yeah. in three different styles. <laughs> yeah. And like it's kind of a little bit of guessing too, right? Like it's what colors so are guessing, really going to yeah. pick up and work? Even though there's trend forecasting and fabric shows and you can go and get an indication, but you don't know what actually is going to be mass in the market. Yeah. Yeah. It's always a win when every single person in the office, like this last round of line review that we had, we had every woman in the office come in and do a little bit of like their own shopping. shopping. Like we set up a little showroom of our entire fall collection. Yeah. Just pull out everything you want, but you can't take it home. They're like, why would (laughs) we do this? (laughs) But let's talk about um, our experience with, you know, a pee in the pot and collaborating and how that process has been? Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's been an amazingly seamless process. The pee in the pod team, everyone is just so collaborative. You didn't mention how like you kind of head up like all of collaborations and sort yeah, of so like. The way it works is the partnerships team. So Nikki, who's back there, Megan, Hi, Kat, Erin, <laughs> am I forgetting anyone? Molly. Um, <laughs> they all work to sell these great collaborations based on like Ariel's lifestyle, our followers, what everyone would be interested in. Then after they are still involved, but kind of turn it over to us to help with the actual product, product portion. Yeah. Um, so with a pee in the pod, it's more of a curation. So like Ariel was saying, 
what would she wear that is really relevant from the collection? Mm-hmm. Biker shorts, yeah. leggings. Yes. And I think what we have leaned into heavily is basics. So I'm even within the something navy line, that's something like this button down that we're really going after in a big way because the basic wardrobing is really what's essential to everyone. And when you're pregnant, I think I see most people here are wearing black, yeah. right? <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what it's about, like basic items that you can wear every day at any stage of your pregnancy. Then we had a couple of novelty pieces that if you're pregnant and you're going to a wedding, what do you wear? The slip dress. It's, very, the- it's a very slim, I mean, there's really not a lot of options out there. So no. to be able yeah. to do this was very, it was exciting because I feel like it's kind of like an empty area where you need you want to still look cool and chic and beautiful yeah. while you're right. pregnant. Exactly. And there's just not a lot of brands out there that make you feel that way. So yeah. the, the holiday club collection mm-hmm. we did, I mean, I wasn't pregnant during that time, but I was pregnant while we were creating it. Right. So I knew like what I would want to wear exactly. if I were yeah. pregnant during that time. And I feel like those pieces, that like really excited me. Yeah. You I know? think it's one of the few market segments where like there are a few players in the space and you know to go to them. Yeah. And a pee in the pod probably being the biggest one. Yeah. I remember when I was first pregnant, I went with my mom to the pee in pod store within Macy's. And I was like, this, like, I don't even know where to start. So I'm just going there. <laughs> and that's what I wore the yeah. rest of the time yeah. because that's you know, what you know. But that, But like what we were just saying, it's, I feel like, we definitely bring collaborations back to the women in the office. And we're like, what, like if you were going to a holiday party, like would you want this dress in champagne or would you want it in black? And we were all like black. Like we are pregnant and huge and we don't want something that's light on our body. We want something dark. We want like a maroon. So we all like, I feel like sort of connected on that, especially because a lot of us are mothers. Right, exactly. So now moving on to motherhood, which I'm sure a lot of you want to talk about. What were your (laughs) expectations of motherhood? So I think for me, like the big thing was that everyone was always like, your life ends. Just go enjoy your oh, last yeah. dinner. Mm-hmm. Your, your last life, dinner. Yeah, like sleep, your sleep life every is over. The sleep, sleep is the worst, yeah. the worst And one. then for the second, everyone said the same thing again. Like, oh, you know, you're in for it. Your life, just anything you did, you're never doing. And the, I will just say for me, that is not true. Yeah. Like you adapt and you find ways to make your life different but you still do the same things right so like for me going to dinner is probably like a very important thing as I like to eat out but (laughs) so instead of going at 6 30 when the day ends I go at 8 30 right like when they're sleeping and that's how I do it but you still maintain your life um so I think that was the expectation that my life was over and this is like what I was gonna say in addition to compliment that it's like you know on the, the flip side I remember um having an expectation because I'm pretty like much of a planner. I, I like to control what you the do outcome for of everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I just remember thinking like, okay, so like when baby cries, you rock them or like, you know, if they're tired, they you, you give, yeah. Done. I didn't realize there are so many different ways you can hold a baby to, you know, like if there's gas, you have yeah. to hold them upright and you have to burp right. them and then you have to like lay them down, but maybe not on their side of their head because they might have a flat head. Like you have to there's so, so many, many things, things that yeah. like the I one didn't thing was, I mean I am the oldest so I didn't have any siblings with children to really learn from and I was so petrified like how am I ever going to change a diaper what am I going to do and then everything just flows naturally you don't think mm-hmm. about it and you're like okay I just got crapped all over four times fine it's mm-hmm. fine yeah. like <laughs> oh yeah it's so true I didn't have um I, I was the first of my sisters to have babies and I didn't 
I've n- I honestly, I don't think I ever held a baby. Well, before now how that. lucky are your sisters? Where like, oh my god, they're, they're like experts. And I, by the mm-hmm. way, it feels like very cool. Yeah. Like they come to me and I'm like, oh yeah, like we've been through that. Yeah. Like it's fine. Right. Like, like I basically sleep trains. My yeah. Train by exactly. Exactly. <laughs> my sister had a baby in November and she like wasn't sleeping and she was asking me what to do and I candidly had sleep trainers both times because I was at my breaking point but I was telling her as if I was the expert I'm like oh yeah you do this yeah Yeah, wake windows (laughs) like those little things it's like who do you go to for that stuff if you don't have you know a friend or a sibling that's a parent right we go to our chat (laughs) yeah we have our chat exactly it every child is different so I think for me it's kind of just Take the advice with a grain of salt. Like your kid will never be the same as someone else's. So it's nice to hear the advice. But at the same time, like you're just gonna have to accept that you have to wing it and just like figure it out in the moment. Yeah. And just like don't think about anything past that moment. Just get through like tonight or today. And then tomorrow, you know, you start fresh and start over again. Exactly. It's such a true, like, I was actually thinking, because Shay is at such a fun age now, where she's, um, she's 20 months soon, I think in a few days. But I wasn't expecting to have, like, a little human that would develop into this personality that would be different from you, different from your husband, but, like, her very own thing. And it's the nature Mm -hmm. versus nurture question. like you're getting to know her. Yeah. And it's so cool. Like, Shay is so cool. (laughs) And I, I wish I was as cool as her, but, like... Just the way that she just goes about now and like the things she says, I'm like, where does that come from? Yeah, I know, but isn't that the most fun thing to listen to? It's so great. And they're so outrageous. Yeah. Things like now, I was telling (laughs) you. Oh my God. Yeah, Blake, I feel like is so outrageous. Yeah. So I have a two and a half year old. And yesterday I called her name. I was like, Blake. And she's like, what is it, mommy? What is it? I'm like, (laughs) Like, I don't say that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then her nanny told me that last week she said to her, don't panic. And I was like, oh, I must say that. Like, don't panic. It's okay. About her polish? Oh, my God. (laughs) Her nail polish chipped. And she was yelling, my polish, my polish. (laughs) It's funny. Like, on the airplane yesterday, just made me think of how, um, you know, Shay, recently, she's been like, she says, working, working on an iPad. So we brought all these toys onto the plane (laughs) to keep her distracted and do whatever. But all she wanted to do was be on the iPad. Working, work, because that's what she sees us do at home. Story of my life. Snacks and iPad. Yeah. Sometimes I feel bad when we're like in the car and they beg for the iPad. And I'm like, no, like you had enough today. Like, Mm -hmm. And then I'm like on my phone. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I get it. Like, they're bored. They want something to do. iPad and snacks. That's the the best advice for flying, (laughs) traveling with children. And now for restaurants, I bought like the little stand that you just oh, yeah. prop oh, yeah. it up. Like, the case, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We should make a something navy one. Okay. All right, done. <laughs> this okay. is how things happen. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> but what surprised you most about being a mother? I think how it all just comes naturally. Like yeah. I thought every step I would be panicked, yeah. but that wasn't the case. And it just kind of, you just roll with it. Yeah. yeah. I think just how I would change Um with it like being a mother and who I was before like the things that I would be anxious about or whatever like all of that stuff kind of just like dissipates after you know like you like you said like you go with the flow and you learn things about yourself too that evolve you which is an incredible thing I wasn't expecting all that kind of existential stuff about about motherhood the way that it it's done I, for me. I feel like for me, the most surprising, and it, I'm not saying this in a bad way, but is just that you do change as a person. Yeah. I don't remember my life before kids. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, I'm the happiest I've ever been being a mother, but 
it's a new version of you and you kind of just learn and adjust to your new normal. And, you know, while at times you're like in the bathroom crying, (laughs) there are moments where you're just like, it just, it makes it all worth it because those are just, I don't know, they're not, but, but I do agree that, you know, in the beginning with before my first daughter, I had no clue what I was doing. And I was so worried. And you just like, you just do it. And you're like, you kind of like black out. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's it's so happening. And I'm like, and now I'm sitting here and I have three kids. Like, it is very weird for me to say that out loud. I can't believe that I'm at a point now. Like, when did that all happen? It just, it exactly, it just happens. And you kind of just like, and and it's also obviously really it's a blessing to have a part, a great partner. Yeah. Um, I give single mothers so much, so much freaking credit. I don't, I mean, that is, but to have a supportive partner, I think is really a true testament to the kind of mother you are. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's very, it's, it's everything. I love what you said too about, you know, life before being a mom, how that changes. And I was actually just talking to Chance, uh, my husband, about this last night, and I don't remember what it was like. Like, sure, you miss the things like the flexibility. Like, in the beginning, when Shay was first born, when we had her in a stroller, we would be walking by people drinking and, like, having brunch and stuff. And I was like, oh. That used to be me. (laughs) Yeah. Like, must be nice. But then, you know, you – you get through the the first few months and then you get through the next few months. Like every day you're just taking it at a day at a time. Before you know it, you're looking back and you're like, oh my God, it's right. it's already been like a year and a half. Like yeah. and I'm getting the hang of it and I'm and only feels- just getting the hang of and, it. But I feel like you appreciate the moments that you had pre-children way more. Yeah. Like you could be that girl like sitting at a restaurant in the day, like having a drink, like on a Saturday because you decide to get like a babysitter or a nanny, but like those moments are, you just, you appreciate them more. Right. And like, yeah. you really right. like, because you it's not as most, common yeah. to you anymore. Right. Yeah. So now, so this past weekend, my husband was away for four days and I was alone with the two of them. And yesterday I, she threw up on me three times. It was like a whole to do, but I was like, I feel like this is something prior that I would have been like, oh my God, I can never handle something like yeah. that. And now it's like Ariel was saying, you just black out. And I was like, <laughs> okay, this is what's happening and it's fine. But I was also thinking like in my prior life, what would I have done when he was away and wasn't here? Oh, I would have like walked around the city, yeah. ate, spent unnecessary money. And now like, I don't think about like it. I'm just like, filled. it's fine. I go I to the know. playground and I'm not spending money. And yeah. it's, it's, it's so true. Like, and also <laughs> when you do get those times where you get to go for a drink, like with your husband or a friend, yeah. you're staring at pictures, showing pictures you, of the exactly. kids. Right? <laughs> and it's like, this defeats the purpose. When they right. go to bed, you're looking at pictures of them on your phone. And I was like, oh my God, I was so excited for 7.30 to come. And now I've spent three hours looking at pictures of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are there moments from your pregnancy or postpartum that will stay with you? The kicking uh, yeah. movement. I mean, that's a, that's the best feeling in the entire world. Yeah, I think feeling feeling her for the first time and getting to a point later in the pregnancy, which I think a lot of you are. Um, I only only know because someone said that yeah. earlier, not because I'm looking at. <laughs> She's like, you "What guys are you saying?" You up. But um, <laughs> yeah, you're doing three weeks. It's feeling like the like the roundhouse kick 
the kicks. Oh my god, like yeah. The, and your you know, like when and... you eat something that they like, and then seeing that they like that later on too so is cool. really cool. Yeah, there is just something so, and I can say this now looking back, but I remember even when she was out of me the first like few months when she there was a lot of contact naps. She only napped on. Yeah, the best. <laughs> it was like you could feel this connection. You know, you it's a really magical surreal. thing. Yeah. It's surreal. And you feel the connection of like, um, in my experience, it, it felt like, wow, she was a part of me. She was just in me, no yeah. matter what you believe. It's, it's wild. Like, yeah, crazy. Like, I created this. How? Yeah. How? And like you see their little fingers I still do and their it now. toes. Like and, when I'm like yeah. looking at them, like yeah. as like toddlers, I'm I like, like even I more so, those. right? Yeah. When they become like Shades real, curls. I'm like yeah, where did this their come own from? little people now? I'm like, whoa. I will say <laughs> though, um, something that does stay with you, and again, this is not to scare anyone, but breastfeeding is a very it's yeah. an incredible journey, but it's probably the hardest journey for yeah. me personally. It just was just so depleting, but also like rewarding. And it it was very weird to have such mixed emotions about something. Like I I hated it, but I also loved it. And I feel like that feeling of like breastfeeding, like there's a specific feeling I would get while I would actually breastfeed that I don't think I'll ever forget. And it's not that it was like a bad feeling. It was just weird. Well, there's a it's science weird. about yeah. what it is. Like It's called demer. Yeah. Um, it's just like a weird and like that your body does that, like is feeding a human. I mean, it's just a very weird. And I think it's another one of those topics that people are very opinionated on. So it's easy be prepared to get for that. in your head if you're not doing what somebody else thinks is the right yeah. thing to do. So I would say like just do what you feel is best for you. Do yes. always, yeah. I think just like also read up about it before. Like someone gave me that advice and I was like, okay, how how hard can it be? Like you have a nipple and the baby has a mouth. You <laughs> yeah. just put them on and they la- – like <laughs> no, it's you football there's hold. Like a there's hole, a cross yeah. hold. Like there's all a that pillow. stuff. Yeah. yeah. And for me, for both of them around six weeks, they had severe acid reflux and the doctor was like, you would have to cut everything out of your diet. And I said – I, I just don't think I can do that. So I ended up switching to formula. And, and like, I feel I, like being a mother is just like dodging like curveballs. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Every day. I'm like, so I can't, like have, new, I yeah. can't have butter in a pan because that might affect the Yeah, like, oh, I that's the worst. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the diet that you go on after, like you don't realize tomatoes is a citrus. Like that's going to be. Broccoli is gassy. Yeah, right. beans. Forget about it. How did your style evolve as you were pregnant? Hmm. So I, I would say the second time it was I was in lockdown. So for me it was all Jones. about you know, yeah. <laughs> basics, and that's pretty much it. Teach. I remember thinking though I'm not buying anything. I'm going to make it through this pregnancy not buying one item. And then I suddenly didn't have pants to wear. So I was like either I I buy something or I don't have pants. And I remember I bought um, like a couple of de- like Joe's jeans shorts from a pee in the pod, and I wore them like every other day. Oh yeah, you you were summer. Yeah, when you were bigger. yeah. So it was like ninety degrees, and but yeah, I think I so I was actually prime COVID when Shay was born. It was twenty twenty, like right in summer, and so the whole time it literally just evolved from like biker shorts that fit me at that smaller stage to biker shorts that fit me <laughs> <The> later <laughs> on. And I mean, I love the pee in the pod ones. Um, you know, it it actually like there are certain ones too that hug your bump perfectly and it just it it still feels like yourself yeah Yeah, like I would just wear that with a sweatshirt over and that would be my style or like oversized t-shirt yeah I actually liked being kind of 
like I loved all the um I loved just wearing like why can't I remember the name? Like bodycon dresses because yeah. I loved showing off yeah. like a bump. So I was and just gonna say, I feel like I when my style, I feel like I wanted to be sexier when I was yeah. pregnant. I don't know why, but it was the first time. <laughs> it's so great because when you go to brunch too, yeah. you don't worry no, about well, like you don't sucking feel in. Family. You're just like, like let it all out. It was the first You're time like... for me that like I had like like I was like voluptuous. I felt like yeah. a woman, and like I know it sounds weird. It <laughs> sounds really. Weird. I felt like a woman, and. It was, and this is, I don't know if this is like too personal, but like it was the, like during pregnancies when my husband was most attracted to me. And I think it's because like, I was like carrying like his child, like there was right. something that like, he was just like, this is like the most beautiful I've ever seen you during every pregnancy. So that like, I don't know, it made me feel just like, I should like show it off to more people. Like forget <laughs> you. <laughs> I've got boobs now. Forget you. And I feel like I got like, I mean, obviously, like, all of my basics, I, I mean, I always stayed true to, like, my leggings and my, you know, and I got all those from a pee in the pod. But, like, I found, like, these dresses or the jumpsuits on a pee in, a pee in the pod that I normally would not wear, but they were v-neck. And, like, yeah. that neckline is not really for me. When you're, like, small-chested like I am, like, it's just not a flattering look for you. During pregnancy, all like, that's all I wore because so I wanted to just, like yeah. – I was so proud of them. Yeah. You know? I was Note so proud. I was so pregnant. But then, I'm like doing the hand motion. Four but. months later, fast forward. Oh, yeah. Now, yeah. Again, like, we were just talking, like, what am I supposed to do with this? But um, <laughs> during that time, I feel like I want, I just, I wanted to be sexier. Like, I loved the idea of a slip dress, which is what we made in our collaboration. Um, I loved the idea of wearing everything very tight fitting. I just felt like that shape was so beautiful. Like, I didn't like wearing like oversized like sweatshirts or baggy things. Like I wanted to just really embrace the curves mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. Now I'm like, and I just wear big yeah. clothes all the time now. As a mother, what would you like your children to learn from you as they grow older? Like any traditions that you guys have with your families? I have one thing that I think is actually really, I saw my cousin do this and um, I started doing this to Shay, but I it's important to me that she's respectful and, you know, she has etiquette and, and good manners. And so one of the things now, and she's 20 months, so she's just starting to talk like yeah. a lot more. But when she thinks someone, I always say, look at your eye, like look in her eyes. And so that was the one thing that my cousin always did. I and that. I love that for, for yeah. me. And it's the funniest thing because Shay doesn't really get it yet. So yeah. she'll go eyes and she'll like, <laughs> people can't hear me, but she'll poke her eyes and say, thank you at the same, like she'll sign, thank you. That's and so, so funny. It's like, those are some of the traditions yeah. I think. Yeah. I don't know for me if it's a set tradition, but more just be good people, yeah. be kind, have a positive impact on those around you. Who are the supportive women in your lives? I mean, aside from everyone that we work with, um, you know, my family is all close by. So I think that's nice. And then friends, um, I think it's just important to surround yourself with people that make you happy. And as I've gotten older, like, you know, the number of friends you have kind of dwindles down because you don't have time. So you only want to be around the people that matter most. So I think, you know, at this point, the people that I surround myself with are the ones that, yeah. Yeah, it's so true. I, you guys both have really big families and you have sisters. And I never grew up with that. Like I have one older brother who I'm very close with and, and I love. Not here. Well, She's also yeah, Sarah's and, from Hong Kong. Yeah, so. and <laughs> my mom lives, I'm from Hong Kong. She's um, She lives in Taiwan. And so 
I don't have that, you know, I can't drop them off at my my mom's or my dad's and stuff like that. So for me, um, you know, what I think about a lot is I was very close with my grandmother on my my dad's side, who's not with us anymore. But it goes back to what you were saying that psychologist said, it's so much about how they make you feel. And that is something where even though she's not here to support me, I find myself thinking, like, if you guys don't have people that are close with you, like, that's where I find comfort in that, Yeah, you know, she just instilled something in me. And I always think, what would she do in this? Like, how did she carry herself? Like, That's so nice. Yeah. yeah. So. And Shay's named after her, right? Yeah, her middle name. Myra. Oh, wait, what was her name? Myra. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. so funny. I knew that. What an incredible experience. I'm so excited <laughs> was <that> and happy <laughs> that I've been able to share this lovely conversation with a few of our followers. Nicole and Sarah, thank you for joining us. And thank you to everyone who came out today and those listening at home. And for those live in the audience today, we have a special promo running now with a pee in the pod of $50 off a $225 with code 50MARCH, redeemable online and in store plus a free Be A Mother tote with purchase. Reach out to us with any questions about our podcast or who you want us to bring on next. You can DM us on Instagram at Something Navy, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. That's a wrap for today's episode of In-House. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more thoughtful discussions and amazing guests. Make sure you follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. And of course, Follow me at Ariel Charnis and at Something Navy. See you next week.